So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts here with Idol Threat. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Mm. Oh, I can talk about uh, what inspired us to start the band. It was really just a, a love for music. And uh, it started off uh, just like a twinkling of a dream in me and our drummer's eyes. Because we met in high school, and we always wanted to start a band. But uh, it never became real until we met Ernie. And then once we met Ernie, uh, all three of us, uh, we had the same goals in mind as a band. And we started and it's just tripping off from there. Um, but as far as the name goes, that was actually Ernie who came up with the name. So, Yeah. Um, well, so it's been a while since I had to think about why we even came up with that. Uh, I know we, we had thrown around like several different ideas uh and just nothing sounded cool or or you know a lot of things that we had sounded better as like an album name or something like that but we really wanted uh to try to come up with something uh that we felt like fit our sound and uh i think we quickly realized that that's like kind of impossible you just sort of kind of create your sound and then the name kind of associates with it so um if I remember really the way that I thought of it was uh, there's a, a particular verse in a, I think it's like a, a 68 song or something. Um, and I'm going to butcher this because it's been a while since I even listened to that, but it was like uh, idle hands, the devil's cup or something like that. And then that got me thinking about like, uh, you know, the saying or, or, maybe even be a piece of scripture but uh about how like idle hands are sort of the the devil's whatever i don't i don't know exactly what it is but i just got that that word idle was in my head over and over and over again and so uh yeah i think it was honestly as simple as just like looking up different names that may already exist and uh idle threat uh, didn't seemingly exist uh at least we thought and so we just kind of went with it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sick. All right. So, congrats on your newest release, Nothing is Broken for Good. How do you feel about the response to the single so far? Since it's not I feel out. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's not it's not out, but the yeah. singles. The singles. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the, singles. the singles. Yeah. Um I feel very excited. Um it feels good just to just to have them out. It's been such a long time coming for us for this record. So, Honestly, even if no one liked it, it still would have felt great just to put it out. Um, but it feels even better that, that people really like the single. So. Yeah, we definitely feel like these songs are, uh, yeah, what like Zeke said, we've been sitting on them for a while. Uh, it, we've actually had them done for like over a year. And so having to be like patient with the process and uh, I don't know, it feels good to feel like it's paying off. People seem to dig them and we like them. So I guess that's really what matters most, but it, it also feels good to know that like other people support them too. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there any backstory behind the EP name? Uh, yeah. Ernie, do you want to take that one? You can do yeah. That. So I guess oftentimes I come up with the names and I sort of, with this name in, in particular, uh, it was going to be a much longer title. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the, the EP was going to be called uh, Nothing Lasts Forever, Nothing Is Broken For Good. Mm -hmm. Just kind of all of that be, be thrown in there. But as we were writing through the songs, uh, sort of the, the theme of, of hope and, and sort of temp temporal suffering, um, nothing nothing is broken for good you know like that's it just kind of came to me uh, a couple different ideas of uh whether or not you know we may be suffering with something right now but even that isn't going to last forever and uh, yeah there's always uh, something to be you know fixed you know mm -hmm. things that are broken can be fixed and and i really believe that so that's what the record is about oh all right awesome so what was your writing process like for this record? Um, our writing process is kind of, I mean, it's kind of similar the, the way we do it for every record, um, even though we don't have a whole a huge catalog out. But usually it's me and Ernie mm -hmm. getting together, coming up with like riffs and lyrics and melodies and stuff and just getting like the skeleton of the song together. And then we'll all get together as a full band with JJ and we'll work out all of our parts until until we're satisfied. Sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes it happens real quick, but that's how it works usually. Okay. Cool. Um, so is there a song on the record that took like a long time to write? Like what song took longest to write? Wow. Um, so I would probably say the last song. Yeah. On the record. It's called Ungrateful. Um, I think the the reason for that was so the song is about like you know not wanting to to spend your whole life having stuff cool and bad whatever it might be happen to you um and getting to the very end of your life and realizing that you haven't been grateful for that life uh mm -hmm. that you've been given and so the struggle we found um i'd say more than anything was the lyrics and trying to come up with something that didn't come across as like cheesy or uh you know too too bright-eyed you know like something that like maybe like a middle schooler might have an outlook on life like we we feel like it's important to talk about things that are hopeful but it can be very easy to like turn that into something that's a little cheesy a little sing-songy and uh that was ultimately the biggest obstacle we had but i think we did it i think we overcame that and uh mm. it was i'm not sure i think it was the second to last song we wrote for the record but uh we definitely took our time with that one so yeah. from right. like start to finish how long did that take to come together then mm -hmm. uh that song or the whole record the song yeah oh man um that song I mean, it really started with uh, the beginning riff mm -hmm. is something that we had used for a long time. Like, I think we started using that riff in 2017 as like an Shit. intro. Yeah, we would like we would like play that at the beginning of our sets on tour. It's just like a weird intro riff. And then we go straight into another song. Yeah. And then eventually uh, we just kind of we were like, man, that riff's really good. We should write a song with that. And mm -hmm. so I guess the songwriting started in 2017 and didn't finish until uh, right before the studio. So 
we we took our time with it. it took yeah. Time. yeah. Oh, we even came up with some of it like in the studio. So uh, we we did. That's right. I forgot yeah, about some that. of <laughs> some of the lead guitar stuff and uh, melodies, even lyrics. Yeah, even lyrics. Just wrote lyrics wow. in, the studio. Yeah. in the studio. So. Wow. So it was like a nonstop process of just improving and tweaking the song. We worked right. until the final minute on that song. Literally, wow. I wrote. We literally, I wrote lyrics for that song in the vocal booth. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. do you prefer writing songs like that, where you take a very long time to just finish a song, where you tweak it and fix it wherever you want, or do you prefer setting a time like I want to have it done by this date? Um, I th- I think we have to end up doing a little bit of both to ourselves. We we definitely I think historically we prefer to take our time with it, but with this record we did also put a timestamp on ourselves. We eventually reached a point where we were like, all right, that's it. Like if we keep just sitting here and tweaking, we're gonna tweak forever. So let's mm-hmm. let's put a date. I think we actually booked the studio time before we were done writing on purpose. Wow. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, that's one way to keep yourself from nitpicking. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> all right. So where was your headspace while writing the EP? Mm. Thanks. Uh, so there's the record before this is called Grown Tired. And mm. uh, I think we just, when we got together to write this bunch of songs, we, we usually before we write any record, we kind of talk through that question. Like, where are we in our lives? Um, how do we feel about what we just kind of finished wrapping up? Uh, with the last record, are we still at that point? Um, and so Grown Tired is sort of a, a record of, uh, I don't know, like a, it's a negative view of faith, of uh, the church, kind of a lot of distaste that we had um, in our mouths about those things. And uh, thankfully, like we're no longer in that spot of, you know, kind of apathy. And yeah, we just talked about like, Okay, so where are we now? And I think our headspace just was more positive in general. We really felt like uh, we were both, as as the you know main songwriter lyricists, uh, we just happened to be in the same spot still. With things are looking up, you know, hope is uh, worth fighting for. And yeah, that yeah, I don't know, Zeke. What do you think? Was that pretty much yeah. where we were, right? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's summed up. Personally, I think our headspace is summed up in the name for the record. I, I think the name for the record is really great. Um, nothing is broken for good. Basically saying that, like, nothing is arbitrary. Even the hard seasons, even the dark seasons that we go through. Where we were at when we were writing this is that we were able to look back on that hard season of doubt that we went through and almost in a way be thankful for it because of where we're at now in our faith and in our walks and in our lives. Just seeing how even those those things can be used for good um and so that whole the name for the record being called nothing is broken for good is kind of just our belief that that nothing is arbitrary that everything has a reason and in that belief there's a lot of hope wow all right i like that Mm -hmm. um so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on this record I don't know. Ernie, does one come to mind for you initially? Um, yeah, that one's always a tough question because whenever I write, I don't 
so, so I feel like some bands are like immerse themselves in a, in a particular band for a while and, and draw influence, but I kind of don't do that. And I, I try not to actually listen to a ton of music while we're writing. So that way I don't like accidentally rip somebody off. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I get told we sound like, and I can kind of hear it at, at points on this record, uh, would probably be the band Microwave. Okay. Um, yeah. And then probably uh, As Cities Burn. Those are the top two that I probably hear the most. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. All right, solid. So while listening to the album, is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have? Uh, or EP, I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. I know what you meant. You're good. Um, yeah, I would say uh, I would, I would, my hope would be that they would feel hope. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, yeah, that would be my biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that's the, the short answer, but, you know, definitely feel like whatever you're going through right now, um, whether it be something good or something bad, just take a step back and like view it from the lens of like, is this going to be the rest of my life? And, you know, in the moment, especially in the negative uh, periods of our life, we might think that, yes, that is going to go on forever. But I hope when they listen to our record, they will be able to realize that that moment's going to pass and there's much better things ahead. Yeah. Wow. The album is so hopeful. I'm so, like the name <laughs> and then your headspace, like, oh, I don't know. It makes me happy. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. So how did you guys choose the opener and closer for the record? Did you write it that way? Did it fall that way? Mm, uh, actually, when I, so that, that initial idea was something I came up with and I brought it to Ernie. And I remember this was, this is actually a battle that we had. I, I wanted it to be like one cohesive song mm-hmm. and we like fought over it a little while. And then Ernie had the ideals like, okay, well, what if we split these and made them like in the record and begin the record? And I remember being like, all right, dang, that's a good idea. Uh, we should <laughs> yeah. do that. Um, and so, uh, yeah so the first song is called nothing lasts forever and it's kind of like it starts from a place of brokenness it starts from a place of tragedy it starts from a place of apathy um but at the end it ends with nothing is broken for good and it ends with this place of like okay yeah there are some some fires there are some things that you have to walk through in life but those things don't last forever and there's hope even even in the the temporal life that we uh, inhabit now but there's also hope in eternity after that and so yeah uh that song was initially supposed to be just one cohesive song but then we decided to split it up and kind of write almost like opposing lyrics Mm -hmm. um so that way the 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 record's kind of like a journey into hope yeah yeah a conclusive like yeah. yeah oh wow oh my god yeah sorry okay <laughs> so where do you guys see the band in the next five years whoa yeah. i don't know <laughs> um well hopefully still together uh, yeah hopefully still going i mean we're just getting started you know with tooth and nail um obviously with like covid and stuff like that we don't even really know like what next year will look like hopefully there's more activity but um, yeah, all we know really is in the next year, we're going to have a full length album. Um, we're in the process of writing that now. Ooh, okay. Uh, so 
we, I don't really know if I can speak much to five years from now. The goal is to still be doing this and, um, you know, be putting out really good records and at least stuff that we love and adapting, changing to where we are in our lives. But definitely within the next year, uh, we'll be writing some more stuff. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting. Yeah. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Don't forget the drink. Last meal. Oh. Man, I, I would have to say, I think recently some a food that has become like my favorite is wings. I love wings. Mm-hmm especially just like a good like medium like buffalo buffalo wings especially yeah. in this place called brother z's in nashville so i would say brother z's wings with a doctor oh. all right solid okay uh mine is i would like to say like something cool like you know some sort of uh other culture food but <laughs> I mean, fried chicken is like the best thing ever made. So. <laughs> that's fair. That's uh, fair. I would probably say, yeah, some. I mean, we have Nashville hot chicken, and it's really good. Uh, but I don't know that I would want that to be my my last thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say in general, fried chicken. But I will be more specific on the drink. So okay. the best soda I have ever had is it was a uh, vanilla cream Dr Pepper. And not to be confused with the cream soda Dr. Pepper that mm-hmm. is like made a comeback recently. Like it's still good too, but there is the summer limited edition summer vanilla cream Dr. Pepper. And it was the best thing I've ever had. Because uh, Dr. Pepper is already good, right? 23 flavors, mm-hmm. but why not have one more? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I would definitely say that, and uh, it was so good. In fact, I wrote Dr. Pepper uh, an email and asked them if they would sell me some directly whenever they took it off the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should start a petition to try and get it back. I'm pretty sure people miss it. I, I hope so. It was so good. <laughs> All right. Um, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oof. We, uh, we can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, we lost you. Uh, so, uh, Lord of the Rings is Ooh. really like great and all, but it seems kind of scary. Yeah. So, I feel like maybe I would go with shoot. Uh, no, I'm gonna stick with Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah. of the Rings. All right. Yeah. Would you be like a Hobbit or like? I, yeah. I'm uh, trying to remember uh, all the other things, but <laughs> I'm only five four, so I didn't have to be a Hobbit. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I said uh, Middle Earth, the Shire. Oh, wow. You both. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wonderful. Right. Yeah, definitely. You'll see it. Awesome. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to has said the most important question. Okay. What is your favorite color? Red. Red? Any specific mm. shade? Um, I really enjoy... Uh, I I guess like a maroon, but Ooh. honestly, any red. I love red. Okay, oh, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Doctor Pepper sure. Red's pretty great. That is a good color, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Pepper Red. Yeah. We're really trying to go for a endorsement here from Doctor Pepper. Yeah. Um, oh, go for it. Days. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would say purple. Ooh, yeah, purple is my favorite. It's very specific, a specific shade. shade. Yeah. Yeah. So like more on the like, um, like think less Barney purple. You know, like that darker purple, and more on the pastel side of things. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. Love pastels. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you would like to plug? Yeah, uh, nothing is broken for good. Comes out uh, this Friday, August twenty first, on Tooth and Nail Records. Um, we just made a King of the Hill promo video that you should go watch on our Instagram, and uh, yeah, just follow our socials. That'd be great. All right. Well, uh, thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This has been Idle Threat, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.